All right, uh, I'm back. That's just a temporary name for this series. If you have any good name, name suggestion, definitely let me know. Um, so this will just be a introduction to some of the most um, popular um, apps, or in this case, um, games that are developed by um, teams in China, but uh, usually released uh, worldwide. Um, so today uh, we'll start with our first episode on this um, game called uh, Genshin Impact. Uh, since I work at a game development studio, so and game has always been my passion, so that's why I choose this as the first episode. Um, so just some uh, brief history on this um, game. It was first released in September uh, 2020, last year. Um, so right now it's just around one year anniversary. Um, I believe this is the fastest game to ever break 1 billion US dollars in terms of revenue. So even in, I think it took uh, Genshin Impact about six months to break 1 billion. Um, the second fastest one will be uh, Pokemon Go. So this is definitely you could say the most uh, successful mobile game, just in terms of um, the speed for it to achieve a grand uh, scale um, economic success. So Genshin Impact was made by a um, local um, Chinese game company called uh, Mihoyo. It's located in uh, Shanghai. So, you know, one of the largest cities in China and it's co-founded by a few um, computer science students in uh, Shanghai Jiaotong University. So a really good um, engineering university in Shanghai. And this is actually um, either their uh, fourth or fifth um, installment in a game studio. So previously they've released um, several games. I think the last one before Genshin Impact is called uh, Honkai Impact. Um, so their first game was a 2D um, like shooting game. And then they later on, they brought on like 2D arcade game and Honkai Impact was more like a 3D um, RPG game. So already pretty similar to um, Genshin Impact. Um, however, uh, the Honkai Impact game, uh, you can only play within a enclosed area for each battle. Um, so it's not really a an open world game like the Genshin Impact. So for Genshin Impact, um, if you've ever tried this game or watched the video, um, you can definitely tell that probably the first, um, I would say 10 hours of the game, you definitely feel like you are just playing a mobile version of the Zelda Breath of the Wild. And, um, I think even the developers, they didn't really deny that, you know, they were borrowing a lot of the elements styles from the Zelda game. Um, partially that's maybe also the reason why they just have this huge, um, initial success when they were released because, you know, Zelda was a very good game on Nintendo switch and a lot of people definitely want to try something similar on, on mobile since, you know, Nintendo really. Uh, release any game on the mobile platforms. So um, 
Yeah, pretty much right after they released on, you know, Android, iOS, and Windows, um, also PlayStation 4 in September last year. Uh, they just start to accumulating this um, huge success, not only in uh, mainland China, that's where their original market was for their previous games, but they also start to just collect um, huge uh, customer base outside uh, mainland China. So uh, just some of my personal views, I think one of their biggest um, biggest reason for their success is they're trying to uh, build this uh, massive uh, fantasy world that's also partially you know, based on reality. So just to give you some brief overview of the world, um, it's set up in this uh, fantasy world called um, Tivat, and it's composed of uh, seven major nations. Uh, not going to just say all their names, um, but you can tell um, from the first uh, three nations released, they are definitely uh, modeled after like real um, nations or cultures in the real world. So the first one is like a uh, medieval time uh, Western Europe. Second one is like a medieval time China and the third and most recent one is modeled after the uh, medieval time Japan. And I believe the upcoming one, hopefully early next year will be like the Middle East or like Persian culture. So um, I think that's the biggest reason that it kind of tracks just the whole, you know, gameplay um, population in the world because, you know, everyone can find something to relate to this world. Um, it could be either the um, country they like most, or it could be just their, uh, you know, motherland that related to. So, um, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Um, and I guess I can also kind of comment on the some other aspects of this game. Uh, for example, uh, the music uh, for this game is uh, really great. It's um, if you should go, definitely go to their um, Genshin Impact YouTube channel, where you will find some some of the behind the scene videos of how the uh, you know background music for this game is made. For example, um, for the uh, first uh, nation like the Europe inspired world, they went to the uh, London uh, Philharmonic Orchestra to record the music and. For the um, China-inspired nation, they go went to the Shanghai Orchestra, and the third they went to the Tokyo Orchestra. So they always, uh, you know, go to the most famous um, orchestra in the nation where they drew their inspiration from for each word, and just try to have the best quality music. Um, I think they mentioned that the initial budget for this game was like uh, 100 million US dollars. And you can definitely tell that a huge portion of that just went to uh, the music directly. And besides music, another thing that's uh, really impressive about this game is just how break the technical uh, boundaries um, of mobile gaming. So they still use this um, engine called Unity, which is a pretty uh, universal um, engine for developing games on, you know, mobile versions. Um, 
uh, for mobile platforms or for Windows or any other platforms. But a lot of people would say the universal version is pretty limited in terms of uh, graphics performance, and it doesn't really perform well if you're trying to have some triple A level game uh, on the mobile platform. So what the game studio Mihoyo decided to do is uh, they reach out to Unity and purchased uh, the source code of Unity so that they can start to um, tweak the game engine themselves and do some uh, customer development so they can really you know, squeeze out the computational resources on the iPhone or the Android phone. So it, you can see it's um, pretty close to you know, AAA title um, graphics performance on a mobile phone. So yeah, if you've never tried this game, I uh, definitely would recommend it. Um, I guess the only downside would be it's uh, really um, eating your uh, phone storage because right now the current version I'm um, playing with, it's I think the iOS version, it takes about uh, 15 gigabytes of storage. So yeah, just make sure you have uh, enough room on your phone and yeah that's pretty much all i have prepared um if you have any uh, questions um, definitely let me know i'll just be hanging here for a while yeah thank you Hey Roger, um, th thanks hey. for your introduction. Uh, that was uh, super interesting. Um, I uh, have a question that I'm curious to hear your opinions on. So, like a bunch of the Genshin monetization is through like the gotcha mechanics of kind of um, you know Americans would call them loot boxes or packs yes. and stuff. I'm curious. I'm curious. I know in China there's a ton of uh, there's a big cultural crackdown on time spent gaming but it seems that that mechanic as well would not go over well culturally in china and i'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that and why that mechanic is seems to be so popular in a lot of games that are popular in china while also being something that it seems the government would not really like as a monetization method Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I'm just trying to um, give my best answers here, but um, if you need any follow-up um, information, definitely let me know. So, yeah, so even like before the Chinese government um, tried to set, you know, hard um, time limits for um, especially people under the age of um, 18. Uh, so just to give some background information, the current law is that you can only play games like one hour per day during weekends and holidays for um, non-adults. Um, but even before these laws um, appear, like I think a few weeks ago, um, what Genshin Impact and some other games did is they have a certain thing called like, a, uh, what do you would say, like a life uh, mechanism. So um, they have this certain resources, which is kind of correspondent to how many um, tasks you can finish in the game. So even before that, they were try to 
um, like limit the game that people are spending in this game just on, on their own side. Um, yeah, but right now, obviously, you have these things uh, written into the actual uh, laws, so they have to just put a hard um, time limit on the game. And in terms of the um, loot box mechanism or the gotcha mechanism, yeah, I think um, for the past few years, um, I've just been loosely following the game news. Um, you can always tell, find that there are some news saying a kid just uh, randomly spend like thousands, thousands of you know dozens of thousands of dollars on like in-game purchases. It could be either like you know um, specific items that are priced, or it could be a, a lottery ticket system. So that's what you know. Basic gacha means is you need to keep like draw the um, virtual lottery inside the game to get certain characters or um, objects. Yeah, so. I don't think um, China has any laws on actually the money spending right now. Um, usually, it's more like an individual case. So if a kid spend too much money, then you know their parents found out, they would just go to the um, game company. Usually, um, it ends up at being like a, even before the lawsuit, the game company would just refund the parents to avoid any you know legal battles. Yeah, but right now I don't think there's any you know specific laws in China written about how you know kids or adults should um, spend money on these things. Um, yeah, definitely would also like to hear about your um, opinion on these things. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 just super interesting because the time spend, like the weekly time spend. Uh, well, a, a couple things. First of all, specifically on on China, the time spend seems to be such a sensitive issue over there, um, and the government has these laws. And there's, I mean, some of it is, uh, I mean, they can even they'll block people out of games based on like your face. They'll use like the facial identification to log into your accounts and stuff. And if you've, that's how they can like actually control the gating, which is pretty incredible that they actually can enforce the hours rule. Um, but it seems that with that, the time being so sensitive, they would also be really sensitive about a monetization model that in the West has been very controversial, even though it's massive. Um, so it's interesting to me that there has been no, like, there has been no legislation about how you monetize, like monetizing user gotcha mechanics in China. I, I just think that's interesting. Um, the second, second of all, which I didn't know about Genshin was how they kind of, uh, they like, they, they time gate themselves to make it so that the game kind of fits the the laws of China so that, you know, what you were explaining with like the lives and only building, being able to do so much in each life. I'm wondering, do you know what, like, is there, are there different uh, kind of progression mechanics in China versus releases in the West where there aren't these hour limits? Because it seems like the game has almost been designed around the hour limits um that are law in china um so i'm wondering if you know anything about that yeah uh good question yeah i think right now um even there's like a one hour um limit per day for like you know people under 18 but honestly just based on my own personal experience playing a game like once you reach a certain level in this in this game 
um, you just don't have much to do, like beyond like you know the daily like fifteen minutes. So after the first fifteen minutes of the game, um, you just、mm. don't have much to do because you've used up all your resources in the game. But there is this one, you know, channel they the game company offered in Genshin Impact and other games is you can spend more like you know real world money to buy the resources so you can keep playing the game. So I think for these game companies, like I don't think they're that concerned about you know the amount of time、uh, the players spend in a game because that doesn't really generate any revenue because most of these games are like. Uh, free to play now, you know, different from the old like you know World of Warcraft style where you pay for the gaming time. So now I think they are just trying all kinds of ways try to make you、um, spend money. So yeah, just as I mentioned, like once you spend the first fifteen minutes, after that, if you want to do any tasks, you pretty much have to spend、uh, more money to. Uh, just keep playing, even within the one-hour limit. Wow, yeah, that's it's super interesting because a, a bunch of American games, that, I mean, are, are globally popular, but mostly out of America. We see a huge. There's this huge correlation of the more you play, the more you pay. Like Apex and Fortnite, like the people who play more of those games, and those games don't have any gating mechanics. Like Genshin and mostly mobile games have like all these gating mechanics where like. You know, without spending any real-world money, you won't be able to go further today or for the next hour or whatever.、Um, but in the games where there aren't those gating mechanics, like Fortnite or Apex, you see that the people who play more hours end up making more in-app in-game purchases for things like cosmetics. Because、um, then, because then it's like a bunch of American games. Again, Apex, Fortnite—they're built around Call of Duty too, in a lot of ways. It's built around like how can we, how can we make gameplay loops where you're going to play more? Because we know that the people who play more end up spending more. But in China, when there's these like limits on the hours, it's it's really interesting because like the game design has to be different, which、uh, I just think is a really kind of kind of twist on on how a lot of like the American free to play games are made. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah,、um, I think one of the main difference is that you know the Fortnite or Call of Duty mentioned a lot of these are like you know player versus player games. So there's this certain level of competition、mm. where the Genshin Impact is more like a Zelda game. So in most of the your game time, you actually just playing、um, by yourself through this like RPG adventure. So. Yeah, it's honestly it's a very unique business model that I don't think any other major game companies have succeeded. It's like you just keep like you know spending money, but there's really any way you can like show off to your、uh, mates in this game because you are most of the time just by yourself in this RPG. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because it becomes because like you just said with showing off is like a gigantic. A gigantic motivator for spend in、uh, free-to-play games that are multiplayer, because it's like we get you into this ecosystem where you're so happy to be here. Like this is your community, and you want to be perceived as you know high status in this community. So you spend to get the the rarest skin or you know the coolest gun skin, things like that. But then it's like when it's just a single-player game, and you're just basically spending to 
advance. Also being open world as well, because there are other single player games where people pay to advance, uh, but not not to the same scale of Genshin. Um, it's yeah, it really is a very like such a unique game. Yeah, indeed, I agree. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess that, that, that's kind of all I, all I have on it right now. It's it's super interesting. I think it's um, well. One question I have actually is: I know that uh, Nintendo, so Genshin is extremely popular in China, but like Switch and the Nintendo hardware is available in China, but not overly popular. Any consoles are overly popular there. I don't think. Um, so is do you think some people are playing this because they never got the chance to play Zelda? Like they're aware of Zelda but never got to play it and that drives it because I think the Zelda connection is so obvious that it has to be intentional to some degree and I'm just kind of wondering what do you think their strategy was to in making it like Zelda? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I actually read some like, you know, news covering or not really on the news but more like just um writings by some people in the industry they say um actually the reason that you know the people at mihoyo they decided to do this open world game is one of their leaders just um played um zelda in i believe it's like you know maybe 2017 when it was just released and they actually got really inspired and decided to make mm-hmm. their next game an open world game um so yeah, I think they definitely have clear intention of model it after the um, Zelda game. But um, yeah, and it's also like you know, um, I would say probably um, over fifty percent of the modern RPG games um, have some clear, um, you know, inspiration from the Zelda game. So I guess if you want to learn, you just want to learn from the best. Um, but I can definitely see them like the Genshin Impact team, they're trying to just, you know, make um, improvements and changes because, you know, uh, it's been a year now and in the new words they are releasing, you can definitely see they're trying to create their um, new styles. So, yeah, I'm definitely very looking forward to this um, coming year just to see if they can, you know, break out of the box they created in the first place to see if they can create some new play mechanism yeah yeah it's definitely interesting it's definitely one of the like the the top mobile games i think everyone kind of um or at least people that pay attention to mobile games are paying attention to i i've played it a little bit but not extensively but it's one of those games that just comes up time and time again whenever anyone asks you know it's made the entire industry basically have to keep an eye out on it because it's so different than everything else that's out there and making so much money. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I think in the future episodes, I will definitely cover another game called uh, The Honor of the King. And I know it's made by Tencent and they actually recently just collaborated with um, the company, I think the company behind you know Pokemon, they just released the Pokemon version of that game today called like the pokemon unite so oh, that's probably the i think mm-hmm. that's actually larger than genshin impact just because you know it existed longer but 
Yeah, I think these like unique Chinese examples are just really interesting to look at. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, thanks. I'm definitely going to listen to the next episode and uh, excited. Yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah, have a good night. All right, that's our first episode. I'm definitely looking forward for feedback and hopefully we'll see you guys again next week. Yep, have a good night.